We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 134 in Edmonton, the Oilers and the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Bob Stoffer joining you from the uh, city of brotherly love. And uh, if ever there was a city maybe that doesn't deserve that status, I don't know. I've always found Philly to be kind of a, a tough, hard-nosed city and not the most all-embracing. Uh, but a guy that's got a better handle on the city and the hockey team here in Philadelphia, one of the top analysts in the business, Keith Jones. Keith, Bob Stoffer, how you doing? Doing good, Bob. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough town, but they appreciate it if you play with a little grit to your game. So I've enjoyed it here. I don't plan on leaving anytime soon, but I do understand why some people consider it to be a little a little too rough and tough at times. Well, it's it, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit impersonal downtown. I'll tell you that walking around. But let me ask you this. They like tough hockey, and that stems from the days of the Broad Street Bullies. But this year's Flyers team, they don't really have that dimension, do they? No, they don't, and they haven't had it for a few years, which is interesting. Uh, you would expect that the fans would uh, not appreciate the style the Flyers play today, but they do, and they were ready for the change. They were tired of the uh, the bigger clubs that Bobby Clark was putting on the ice. They were crying out for change, and it's been provided, not just by Ron Hextall. It started with Paul, uh, Paul Holmgren, and ironically, when Craig Berube was the coach, he did not employ a uh, tough guy, so to speak. And interesting enough, based upon how Craig's career was. So it's been a big transition here, but the fans seem to be, uh, number one, embracing the new look to the speed game. And also, they have uh, shown great patience as the Flyers are in a transition period, but have done it in a way that they've stayed competitive this year and are still battling to try to get in the playoffs. Well, when you guys came up in Edmonton, and that was night Connor McDavid got hurt. Like, I mean, I, I remember watching the Flyers going, geez, this defense moves the puck worse than the Oilers. And uh, Edmonton going into tonight's game, Keith, has got the fewest amount of points from defense in the NHL at 76. They're 30th in the league. Now, I haven't had cleft bomb for 35 games. That's played a huge factor in their, their shot percentages. They were basically 50-50 before he went out, and they're being outshot about five shots per game since he's been or since he's been out of the lineup. Conversely, the Flyers have added Shane Gostasphere. And now, did you expect him to be, you know, with you know, 12 goals and 35 points in 44 games? Because Philly's 24, 14, and eight with him after a 5, 8, and three start without him. It's quite the story. It really is. He is he's done an outstanding job. Uh, there's no question that he's a ultra talented young player that adds a different dimension to this Flyers team than they've had for a number of years. Uh, and with the injury to Mark Streit. Uh, early on, it was opportunity for Shane Gostas Bear, and he took full advantage of that. Uh, Ron Hextall has been very hesitant to allow some of his younger pieces to get a lot of time at the National Hockey League level. He is uh, preaching patience, and he's trying to stay patient with some of the young talent that he's accumulated over the last couple of years. Uh, but Gostas Bear was a player that he just couldn't keep down. He'd still like to temper things and calm people down because of all the star talk about Shane Gostas Bear. I think if he had his way, uh, Shane would just be going about his business and not get the hype that's, uh, that comes with a player getting on a streak like he did. Uh, but so far, so good from Shane Gostas Bear. And really, the sky's the limit. The question is, is he the next Eric Carlson? 
uh, or is he like a Brian Rafalski? Either way, it's a pretty good deal for the Flyers as the back end has been the issue for a number of years. Well, for a while there, all they had uh, were left-handed shots in the back end as well, right? Which was always an issue. I think one year they had like all six, for a couple of years there, like all six or seven defensemen in the organization were uh, lefties, and that's why Coburn had to play over on the right side. They got another guy coming too, Ivan Provorov, and Brandon's got a ridiculously talented uh, team, Keith, and they got a guy that's probably going to go number one in the draft next year, uh, Nolan Patrick. That's uh, uh, Steve Patrick's son, and I think he preceded you in the NHL. But uh, this guy is a six foot three right shot center. He's an absolute stud, and you know, I mean, Provorov's probably going to make the team next year. So they're going to have—they really are going to transition, have a very different looking Philadelphia defense than in the past. And that's really the key to every good National Hockey League team today. And the back end is where the strength has to be. And there's no doubt the Oilers are in a position where they are learning those hard lessons as they wait to try to develop that blue line. Uh, You can have all the forwards you want. You can have star forwards and young potential superstars, but if you don't have defensemen that can play in today's game, uh, you're going to lose a lot of games. And there's no doubt that that is not lost on Ron Hextall, and that's why it's also Travis Sanheim coming in the mix as well, and a couple other guys down in the minors here playing in the American Hockey League. Uh, that he's waiting to, you know, slowly bring into the fold. And this Flyers defense in three years from now is going to look entirely different than what we're watching this year, although this year's has been pretty good. And they're in the playoff hunt. Keith Jones joining us right now, Flyers uh, broadcast analyst. Uh, you take a look at the Claude Giroux, and I think, we, you know, he's a guy that will eventually end up in the mix for Team Canada for the upcoming World Cup. Um, Borchek had such a slow start. He's not going to be available tonight. But are you, are you surprised with what Braden Shen has done of late? I am. You know, and it's uh, i got to give Dave Haxtell a lot of credit for the way that he has handled Braden Shen. Uh, he has given him some tough love early this year, uh, made him a healthy scratch, kind of embarrassed him at training camp, treated him like, you know, a bottom six forward and a fringe player to try to make the team. And Braden Shen took it all. He took it like a man, and he continued to work. And lo and behold, Braden Shen's been a different player this year. And the key for this Flyers team in the future, not just uh, the young guys on the back end, it's those guys coming into the prime of their career. Uh, Braden Shen, one of those players, and Sean Couturier, the other. And Couturier has taken major strides this year. And when he's not in the lineup, the Flyers miss him dearly. And when he's back in, their record is much better as far as wins and losses. He's becoming a two-dimensional player, not just a good checking line center, but a guy that's contributing offensively as well. Uh, two major pluses. And I do think the head coach, Dave Haxtell, deserves credit for uh, bringing those players to another level this year. How important do you think it was for Hackstall to have, you know, veteran NHL, former players, Ian LaPerriere, who's a great guy, uh, Joey Mullen, who was a big scorer back in the day, Gord Murphy, who's been an assistant coach, but three, three ex-players that know the NHL game to assist him in this transition from the NCAA? It matters. It matters, Bob. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it matters in a big way in uh, relaying the message to players. Uh, it matters in a big way for having experienced guys that can also take the message from the players and bring it back to the head coach. And it really matters to the referees who give no respect to first-year coaches coming 
from the collegiate level, which is such a rarity as it is. Uh, at the start of the year, it was very difficult for Dave Haxtall to even get a referee to come over and talk to him. Uh, but having some guys around on that bench that have played, you know, a ton of games in the National Hockey League and have previous relationships with the officials uh, certainly has helped Dave Haxtell in that regard. And now the referees are coming over to have a chat with the coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, so I do think it's a real positive that he's got some experience, not just coaches, but guys that have played in the league as well uh, to help him with some of the ins and outs of being a National Hockey League player and coach. I think it was Pat Burns who once said, uh, I don't know if goaltending is 100% of the game. But if you don't have goaltending, it's 100% of the game. And uh, Michael Neubert, who the Oilers tried to sign as well, has he been a bit of a surprise this year? I'd have to say yes. And for months, Dave Haxtell went out of his way to tell us that Steve Mason was the number one netminder. I haven't heard that out of Dave Haxtell over the last month. Uh, So it's interesting how that goes. Uh, Steve Mason has been given every opportunity to be the number one netminder and some way finds a way to stay out of the win column as frequently as he gets in the loss column. So Michael Neuvert has not had that issue. He finds ways to win games. Uh, The biggest challenge for Michael is staying healthy. Uh, He has shown throughout his career that he has dips in his play when he starts to get on a roll. He hasn't shown the ability to carry that uh, for a long period of time, but he's on a roll right now. And the Flyers are going to continue to roll with him, which just speaks volumes about how he has changed the perception of the head coach and how Mason has taken a step back. Flyers, uh, Keith, they might have one of the toughest contracts in the league to deal with long-term, and that's Andrew McDonald's. But conversely, they might have one of the best value contracts in the league, Wayne Simmons. I mean, he's certainly a top three power forward in the league right now, isn't he? Yeah, a unique player. Uh, kind of in that Milan Lucic fold. Uh, he's going to make a ton of money in this game, just not right now. And there's no doubt that uh, he is the type of player that every team in the National Hockey League desires. Uh, we talked about the Flyers, you know, moving away from the rough and tough type players, but Wayne Simmons is all of that. And the goal scorer reminds me a lot of Rick Tockett. Uh, has a real willingness to step in and stand up for his teammates and also get to those high-traffic areas to score goals. A big part of the power play and a big part of everything that the Flyers do on the ice. Uh, Tremendous leadership qualities and a real standout player that uh, has been a real plus for the Flyers. You think of those trades that Paul Holmgren made going back a few years ago on the same day when he moved Mike Richards to Los Angeles and picked up Wayne Simmons, Braden Shen, and Nick Cousins, who's now contributing to the Flyers team. And we know Richards is just hanging on for dear life in Washington. And also adding Jake Voracek for Jeff Carter. It was Voracek and Sean Couturier for Jeff Carter. Uh, it looked bad when L.A. was winning Stanley Cups along the way with Carter and Richards in the mix, but the future is extremely bright and silly because of those trades. Final question for NBC and uh, Flyers broadcast analyst Keith Jones. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. It's a question I've asked Louis DeBrusque, Brad May, and today Lanny McDonald. It's about a former teammate of yours. Because in my mind, this guy was the best player in the NHL from about 1993 to 1998, Eric Lindros. I think it's a slam dunk. He should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. You know the man well. You played with him. Um... Was he the best player in the league for a five- or six-year period? 
he was right there, and he was the best for a couple of seasons, especially at his position, and he was a unique talent. Now, very few players or individuals sell tickets when a team travels on the road. Uh, Eric Lindros did that. Uh, there's no doubt that he was the type of player that separated themselves from most players in the league because of the entertainment value that he brought to the game, whether he was running somebody over uh, or he was you know, rushing down the ice scoring a goal similar to the way Connor McDavid can score goals. He had he had the whole package. The, the disappointing part from Eric's perspective was he got to a high early in his career and never got back to it. And playing the last eight or nine years as a compromised player, I kind of hurt his, I guess, his chances of going in immediately as a Hall of Famer. But he is a Hall of Fame player uh, based upon what he did in those first six or seven years in the league. Great stuff, Keith. We'll see you tonight. You got it, Bob. Take care, buddy. You bet. That is Keith Jones, Flyers uh, television analyst and obviously uh, the lead analyst uh, on NBC uh, uh, Sports Network. They, of course, have got the NHL package stateside. And that is our Around the NHL segment. It's brought to you by WorldFloorCoverings.com. Stressing about stains and accents on your carpets. It's been a past with lifeguard waterproof carpet backing from Shaw Floors. If you have pets and kids, be confident your home is clean and fresh with lifeguard carpet from Shaw Floors for Details, visit worldfloorcoverings.com. Reminder, Panahut Express with catering options for every event, meetings, parties, or even that forgotten family gathering. Visit panahutexpress.net or call 780-473-3663. Place your order now. We will uh, come back, uh, do a reset on the lines and that sort of thing, the orders and the flyers, and get to this day in orders history as well. From Philadelphia, this is Orders Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 151 in Edmonton. I want to mention that the Oilers will play their final regular season game at Rexall Place. It'll take place April the 6th against the Vancouver Canucks. There will be a special ceremony honoring the Oilers' history at Rexall immediately following the conclusion of the game. Every Oilers player who played the game for the franchise has been invited back to participate in the ceremony. Uh, I can tell you that they're expecting a great turnout of former players. Uh, many of the Oilers' Hall of Famers will be in attendance as well as uh, such notables, uh, notables including Ryan Smith, uh, Ray Rutzlainen, Peter Klima, Dave Manson, Bernie Nichols, Anson Carter, Craig Simpson, Steve Stales, Andy Moog. Uh, there's also going to be a lot of events in and around the city as well. So we'll continue to keep you upgraded uh, and updated on uh, that event for the final game fest, uh, festivities. Let's do this. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 36 years. Offering great package tours on river cruising in Europe for 2016. Here's Brendan Ulrich. We go back to 09, Bob. The Oilers would lose 6-5 to the Preds in overtime. Jason Arnott scored the winner for the Preds. Sam Gagne and Andrew Cogliano would score in that game for the Oil. Gagne is in the lineup tonight. We'll get to the lineups in a second. Let's stay in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. We've got great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. The reason, by the way, that I mentioned Louis DeBrusque and 
uh, Brad May in that conversation with Keith Jones. They work as analysts, but they were also Eric Lindros's peers. They played in the OHL when the Big E was in the OHL. They played in the NHL when Lindros was the guy, and Keith Jones obviously a teammate of Eric Lindros. Uh, Sam Gagne will play tonight for Philadelphia in a line with Michael Raffle, and I just want to make sure it's Michael and not Thomas Raffle. I got my Raffles mixed up. Um, it is, where'd he go? It is Michael Raffle, uh, who just got a two-year contract extension. But uh, Raffle Couturier, who's on that uh, U24 team, Sam Gagne as well. Uh, Claude Giroux, who's had 86 and 73-point seasons the last two years with Braden Shen, two-time 20-goal scorer. Wayne Simmons, a three-time 20-goal scorer on the top line. Jake Borchek is out with a lower body issue for the Flyers. Nick Cousins with Scott Lawton and Matt Reed. Uh, and then Belmar with Chris Mandevelde and Ryan White, the uh, former Calgary hitman on defense. Andrew McDonald with Shane Gostabir. Uh, Gostabir. Uh, I'm going to butcher that all night long. Uh, Nick Schultz, who spent a couple seasons with the Oilers with Mark Streit, and it will be if Jenny Medvedev, who spent eight years playing for uh, Akbar's Kazan in the KHL, uh, he'll be with Radko Gudis. Michael Neuvert will start in goal. And you heard uh, Keith Jones say it. Uh, Dave Haxtell's changed... Uh, the tune a bit in terms of goaltending, saying they need the two goaltenders going uh, after talking about how Mason was his number one guy for most of the first half of the year for the Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl with Taylor Hall and Zach Cassian. Taylor Hall and uh, Dreisaitl both with just two goals, four points in the last 13 games for the Oilers, minus six during that stretch. It'll be Connor McDavid with Nail Yakupov and Jordan Everly. Everly six points in six career games against Philly. McDavid, since the All-Star break after the two-goal performance the other night against Buffalo, now has seven goals and 19 points in 15 games. Mark Letestu with Patrick Maroon and Lori Korpakoski. Maroon, 204 career games, was part of this Flyers organization, was actually leading them in scoring in the minors the year he got traded. Got sent home, and they never specified what exactly happened, but there was a breakdown in the relationship, went to Anaheim for the last four years. Anton Lander with Matt Hendricks and Adam Cracknell. Didn't mind what we saw out of Cracknell. Plays a north-south competitive game. Uh, not a surprise, coached by Ken Hitchcock in that St. Louis organization for a couple of years. Spent years, four, in fact, with the Kootenai Ice in the Western Hockey League. Andre Sekera with Mark Fain. Adam Party played 20 minutes against Buffalo. His average is only 13 minutes game this season. Party with Brandon Davidson. Davidson has now played 13 of the last 14 games over 20 minutes. Uh, he is becoming an integral part of the Oilers' future. Darnell Nurse with Adam Clendenning. Cam Talbot will start in goal for the Edmonton Oilers. been lights out of late. Um, I think he's only, off the top of my head, I think he's only given up. What, uh, five goals against his last four starts? Can't ask for much. Uh, maybe it's six, but uh, he's been pretty good of late for the Edmonton Oilers and part of the reason why they put together a couple wins. So that's where we're at. It's Edmonton tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. I will rejoin you in 90 minutes' time. Enough time to uh, take the team bus over to the rink and walk up the stairs and get to the broadcast location. Uh, up next, the 6.30 Chad News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen and I and Andrew Gross. We'll rejoin you at 3.30 Edmonton time.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 